My guests today are Allegra Frank and Griffin McElroy. They're here to talk about Fire Emblem Fates and then some subtitle that I can't remember. My name is Justin McElroy and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Hi, uh, you two. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, thanks, it's, well, thanks for having us. I'm Bono. See, the, you, I, I made a U2 joke. <laughs> oh, wow. You just came up with that out of nowhere. That's, um, that's the direction I decided to take it in. I've recently decided to only talk to Allegra for the duration of this episode. Aw, oh, dang. Aw, oh, dang. Hi, Justin. Hey. Hey, Allegra and only Allegra. Uh, this is a, um, I want to talk about Fire Emblem Fates. Uh, because it is a weird thing. And I want to first talk about the big questions, which are, huh? And why? <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of t- a dual product, if you will. Uh, one uh, might one might argue it is a tri-product. A tri-product. Um, Allegra and Griffin, explain. Uh, I'll start with Allegra, and then Griffin, you just kind of like interject from time to time between syllables. Uh, what, what, Explain to me the structure of Fire Emblem Fates. Right. So it it's currently available in two versions at retail, and then there's a third downloadable version, or if you are one of the lucky few to get the special edition, you have access to it now. So there's Fire Emblem Fates Conquest, Fire Emblem Fates Birthright, and Fire Emblem Fates Revelation, which is the, the third extra path. So basically, I mean, it's sort of like Pokemon in the sense that it released in two versions simultaneously, but Griffin and I both felt that each version is kind of its own game. So, um, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Griffin. A a point of comparison, like uh, the, the, I think the Pokemon comparison is interesting because when they first announced that they were doing this, like that is what I expected. And the differences between Pokemon games are usually like really superficial, um, there's there's always you know different monsters in each one and if you want to collect them all you gotta you gotta play both both games and trade them between them or find a friend that has the other version and trade them between them. That's not exactly what it goes for here. Like the the split here is uh well first of all these are like fully featured games. Like it's not like the same exact storyline with different characters. The characters are different, but the story is also completely different. Um, and instead of like splitting across, splitting mechanics up between the two games, which it also does, it splits up the story um, to the extent where like you can finish one of the games and you'll get a, a, a resolution um, with varying degrees of like satisfaction to it. But if you want to know the whole story, then you got to play all three. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. So like you could theoretically just buy one and be satisfied, but like, the intention is that you'll buy all three to get the full, you know, storyline of this war that's going on. Um, and the way that it handles it is uh, the the Fire Emblem games take place over a series of chapters and uh, early, early in the game, about chapter six or so, after you've had time to meet the uh, families that kind of represent uh, the, the two different paths, Conquest and Birthright, uh, you then, uh, in a important point and in chapter six, you make the decision between the families and one is your like birth family and one is your adopted family who you've lived with most of your life. And you have to make this pretty tough decision, uh, of siding with the army that represent these two families that you've had six chapters to kind of get to know. Um, 
It's a, it's, it's, I think it's, it's really effective. Um, it's, it's one of the better awakening, Fire Emblem Awakening, the, the last game in this series I really liked, but the storyline was kind of silly and I didn't feel like especially invested in it. And this, like it sets the stakes pretty high, pretty early. And then it doesn't really shy away from, um, making you sort of live out the repercussions of those mistakes or not mistakes, but decisions. So if I, how, how would one go about deciding which of these that they should, they should pick up first? Or only if they're only getting one. Um, so they have some pretty like obvious differences just from the get go. So birthright is sort of built more for the newcomer, I guess. Yeah, it's not as challenging. Like there's more linear objectives for the chapters, and pretty much all the chapters are built in like a really straightforward way. Um, with the main mission, like each chapter has one major battle. Versus in um, Conquest, like, there's a lot of variation. So, you know, instead of having to defeat all the enemies on the battlefield, you'll have to activate all of these switches before you defeat them or, like, escape in a certain number of turns, things like that. So Conquest is definitely the more difficult of the two. I, I will say, I so I, I played through Birthright and Allegra played through Conquest for the review. Um, and since finishing Birthright, I've started into Conquest. And I've actually been enjoying it, I think, more. Um, because these extra... Uh, uh, objectives are really satisfying. Like there's there's one where you have to like hold off this area and keep enemies from getting into this area, and you do it with these um, stationary turrets that you can put um, certain characters on, and it feels like a like a really exciting last stand. Um, and, and and Birthright has some exciting missions too, where there's enemies constantly spawning in behind you, so you have to keep moving, you have to keep this momentum moving forward. Um, but uh, I think Conquest offers a little bit more in terms of uh, um, variety that I have found a lot more interesting playing through it. But I, I would say if you're a total newcomer, Birthright is the logical place to start out. Yeah. How did you? Oh, oh sorry. Oh, sorry. I ahead. would definitely actually. So I'm doing the reverse, obviously. Like I started with Conquest, and now I'm playing through Birthright, and so I'm finding Birthright like immensely less satisfying, just because I'm used to you know having those more varied objectives and like all those different battlefield options so i'd probably just advocate for like even if you are a fire emblem fan you probably should just start with birthright if you do intend to play all three now now, the flip side of that is um i think the worst part about this idea and i think it's a i think it's a really cool idea and i think it's effective in a lot of ways but the worst part is this second playthrough because i also Mm -hmm. feel this like i just need to get through this one so i can get to the true end that is in revelation. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel that way about a lot of the different systems. There's a really cool multiplayer uh, system called my castle where you can customize basically your own fire emblem level that and people can come into and try and invade and fight and you can upgrade it and find uh, resources that you can use to build stuff. And it's really cool. But like on this second playthrough, I know I'm just trying to get through this thing so I can get to the final playthrough. So maybe it does make sense to save the easiest one for that second playthrough. So you can just like blow through it. Um, so you have to beat the other two to play Revelation? Is that right? You don't, but the game advocates that you play the other two before that one because the story is so different and and it it things break down so differently. And in order for you to like, I think, really appreciate the third route, you need to know like how else it can go. But there's no, it doesn't lock you out of it, I don't think. So uh, I, I have a question here from Keegan uh, on Twitter that sort of touches on this. Uh, Keegan asks, should I play Conquest immediately after Birthright or give it a breather? I mean, I did. Is it, I mean, are you, are you finding that satisfying? 
Um, yeah, like I said, like I do feel like I'm kind of rushing through it because I'm just so curious about what Revelation's all about. But like all, all of them are interesting. This is the core conceit of the game is you go so far down this path with this one army and so completely side against the one that you didn't pick that the whole time you're playing it, you're thinking like, well, shit, like what would have happened? Like what would have happened if I had gone with this other? Because you'll fight characters and you'll be like, oh, I like that character. They seem cool. Well, time to kill them. I got to kill them now. Um, and I like it, it, I guess it is kind of funny on paper, but it's also like, it's really affecting like, and, and now I am playing through and I'm playing through these characters that I like defeated in battle. Um, and it's, it's, and now like I'm fighting against like my spouse that was on my other game and like, I'm seeing them pop up on the, on the front lines and it's, um, it, 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 this, this series has always been really good about making you form like emotional attachments to these different characters. Um, cause the writing's really great and it gives you a lot of time to like get to know them. Um, and, and, and this game totally, uh, take, takes advantage of that and makes you kill your darlings in a very like literal sense of the word. I was, uh, reading uh, when I was reading this review, I was actually kind of thinking about playing this. I've, I've dabbled with some, far, uh, 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 Fire Emblem games before, but but never really gotten too deep into them. Uh, but I was almost completely put off by the section here about the class adoption system, which mm. sounds like nightmarish. Can you talk about that and like how much of a deal breaker it is if you're someone who's maybe a little bit more of a casual strategy player? I know Griffin was really sour on that, and I also like found that system to be pretty dense um in a not so accessible or friendly way but at the same time like i tend to play really offensively like i don't really actively understand what i'm always doing like i usually go for the units who are the strongest and i just pair up the characters that i think are cute together or whatever so i'm i'm kind of more of the casual player so for me i didn't find the class system quite as infuriating because i still was able to just like okay this like it comes with different um numerical ratings of like oh this class is like you know gonna be a 120 versus this is a 125 so even though i don't necessarily know what that means or what that corresponds to i'm like oh well 125 is a bigger number than 120 so i'll just go with that yeah it's 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 not too hard to it's not too like you can boil it down to whatever simplicity you want um it's just a bad system it's like not mm-hmm. a good system for for character management and it's totally doable the, the the problem isn't that the system is completely inscrutable like if you think about it like there are first tier lower tier classes and then there are higher tier classes that you can promote to and the seals either move you between those first tier classes or promotes you up to the second tier classes that's about all all that it is mm-hmm. um so once you hit a certain point it makes sense to promote yourself up to that next tier of classes and start leveling up through those and getting the the benefits of those. The, the it's not that the system is impossible to understand. It's that you always feel like you're using it wrong because like you can level up those first tier classes up to level 20 and every time you level up you get stat boosts um and you can unlock new skills uh and you unlock stuff I think like every 5 levels, new skills every 5 levels and if you promote too early, you just miss out on that stuff. And the game doesn't tell you like don't do it too early. Don't promote too early because if you promote too early, you'll miss out on on levels worth of stat boosts and, and new skills. Game doesn't tell you that. And without like that's that's it's so easy to screw this system up in a, in a game that is all about like permadeath and having permanent consequences to the actions that you make. The game like forces a lot of stuff on you that it just straight up doesn't explain. For instance, your your main character you get to pick while you're uh, uh, building them. You get to pick a boon and a bane. Doesn't explain what that is, but it is like a stat that you're good at and a stat that you're bad at. And then it lets you pick a subclass. And I forget what it calls. It. I think it calls it like talent. 
you get to pick a talent, which is like you scroll through different subclass, doesn't explain what that is, and there's like a seal that you can use to change to that subclass. I had no idea. Like, that's the decision that you make at the beginning of the game, and you cannot reverse it, and it's the only subclass your main character can switch to, and you have to make it in the character creation, and it doesn't explain what it is. Like, it's, 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 you don't... You don't have to use this system perfectly in order to succeed. Because I'm sure I screwed up a lot of the advancements that I did. But it's bad to have any system in your game that just the, the player, even if I imagine there's like really skilled Fire Emblem players who have to refer to like spreadsheets in order to figure out like who to marry to adopt which subclasses to switch to which promotions to it's it's completely inscrutable and even if you use it and still beat the game you feel like oh well i definitely screwed this up somewhere along the way did flying enemy on twitter ask if you would recommend some faq usage for for the upgrade system yeah definitely go for it i i'm i yes totally because it, it's it's it is it's kind of inscrutable i mean you can kind of do some guesswork like the 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 Important thing to keep in mind is just know what kind of character you're trying to make. If you if you want to focus on just like a straight up melee fighter guy who's good at swords, cool. Like maybe stick with the class that he starts with or switch them over to a class that's going to get good at swords before promoting them to the class that you want them to sort of finish the game at. Um, that That is what you have to do. The game tells you like none of that. Clifford wants to know which characters make the cutest couple. Ooh. Ugh. Man. This is this is a good question. Hey, this is Alla- a very good hey, question. Hey, Allegra, um, did you marry any of your siblings? <laughs> I I didn't, but God, that is an option and Def, it's defo an option. Frustrating, and I don't know how to feel about it because some of my siblings are cute. I gotta say, but I'm not Jesus. so happy about the fact Yuck-a-roony. that <laughs> I know it's it's definitely Took like a, a weird turn, an emotional conflict. This is supposed to be a clean through. show. I'm gonna have to. Change my iTunes rating. Um, I say it with pride. Your your Middlesex stuff here <laughs> freaking me out. Um, uh, I uh, wanted to ask you guys. This is kind of a weird review in that we we've had some paired reviews before two two person at, uh, 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 attacks. Yes, on a review, and uh, uh, but they're usually broken down by uh, you know this person says this and this other person says this. So I'm I'm cu- this is a sort of a single voice. How did you all? Um, Talk to me about the process of of actually writing it. I, I think it, I think uh, I think if there had been a big split in like what Allegra and I thought about the games, or if there had even been like a huge uh, quality split between the two skews, maybe we would have even broken it up into two different reviews if that were the case. But I don't think that was the case. Like the games are are the campaigns are similar enough, and Allegra and I were like so totally on the same page that it just didn't make sense to make it like a you know a dialogue or whatever. So how did you actually write it, Allegra? Um, <laughs> so I would say, I, I mean, Griffin kind of just went head down for a day. It was kind of just like Griffin took a day and I took a day. But I was like, I mean, Griffin, you go hard, man. Hard and like. <laughs> I go deep. I go deep in the paint. Yeah. No, we, we, deep. we had a, a Skype call where we talked about our feelings of the game just to make sure like one of us wasn't like, well, this sucks. And one of us was like, well, this rules. Um, and then we took a bunch of notes and we put all the notes into a shared Google document. And then like she said, like one day I went through and uh, just filled out a bunch of the notes. And then the next day she went through and filled out a bunch of the notes. And then each of us did a couple more passes, just like making sure that we were all on point. We touched on all the points that we wanted to do and then uh, pass it off to the editors. They edited it and we gave more passes to, you know, make sure that we were in agreement with these editors and also each other still. And we both still agreed with the document and, 
Um, it's complicated. Like it's, it's definitely, I would say more, more, I mean, working with Allegro is wonderful, but it's, I mean, it's more, it's more complicated because you are, you literally have to reconcile two different people's opinions into a single sort of thing. Right. Um, it definitely did help though, that we both like love this game. I think we can agree. Right. Yeah. It's a sick game. Yeah. Uh, doesn't it kind of, I'm, uh, as somebody who hasn't played either, it doesn't it kind of suck that you have to buy so many games <laughs> to see to see the whole thing um i I definitely don't think it's like super (laughs) consumer friendly like for me growing up i always you know just ended up with one of the ultimately three pokemon versions because yeah with pokemon you don't have to buy all two or three but with this one i mean we are advocating that you check out the full story which is three games long and there are discounts on i think the nintendo eShop or something so you can buy so your options are you buy the special edition, which has all three versions. That's 80 bucks. Which, like, good uh, luck finding that because it sold out in, like, two yeah. seconds. Um, your other option is you buy one of the SKUs of the game, which will be 40 bucks. Once you finish it, you can uh, download the second story. So if you buy Conquest, you can buy Birthright. Um, or if you have Birthright, you can buy Conquest uh, for a discounted price of $20. And then the Revelation DLC is another $20, which again, factors out to $80, which is, a, I mean, it's a huge chunk of change, but like, I can't stress this enough. I probably put about 40 hours into Birthright. I don't know how much, how long it took you to do Conquest, but I, I've, I've heard it's similar in length and same for Revelation. Like, it's not like, uh, you're getting a lot of game out of out of it and it does feel distinct enough and it's it, it, it like i said like the storytelling element of this uncertainty of like well shit maybe i should have done the other path because they seem pretty cool too it's such a neat enough conceit and it's so unique and i think it only works through this i mean obviously it would be sick if you could just pay 40 dollars and get all three versions but i i, sure. I don't feel or, no, or five dollars <laughs> five dollars for six versions sure yeah. <laughs> uh allegra do you like uh, anytime you do a review almost anytime you do a review you are under some sort of time pressure to play a game i, I mean i just played 25 hours of far cry primal in like three or four days Oof. so like anytime you you play a game you are under something of a time crunch for for a review um, do you like doing that on a 3DS or do you think it's kind of a, a headache inducing affair? I like the 3DS is my favorite console or handheld right now, honestly. So like that's what I spend most of my time playing anyway. And I spent a lot of time commuting. Um, so it's just kind of easier for me to be able to devote the time needed when it's a portable like that. So, I mean, I'm, I love it. Like I can just be in my bed playing the game cause I have to play so much of it and like for so long to get it ready in time, um, to finish it. So I, I definitely would rather review more handheld games, review editors. If you're, if you're listening to this, you got that, uh, that 3d cranked up though. God, I did. Did you test the 3D Griffin? Because I completely yeah. forgot that the 3D. I, I did during 3D. like sure. I did during like cutscenes and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. I don't. I don't use it very often though. I got the uh, 3DS, the new 3DS Mini. Um, <laughs> so it's not. Mini, that's cute. So it's not. Uh, you know, it's not that big, beautiful IMAX screen that you get on a a, a big 3DS. But yeah, it looks alright. Yeah, I have not even tried the 3DS. I or the 3d i literally always forget that the three and 3ds stands for that yeah so have not tried uh, that i don't know how much experience you all have with uh the rest of the, of the franchise but uh as a as a final question here is this the now the best place to get on board with fire emblem do you think or or 
does one of the earlier entries still make for the best like onboarding? Oh, man. I it's would, it's I so hard with, to say. It is kind of hard. I've played, so I played Conquest and playing Birthright now. I played Awakening and then I played the first Fire Emblem that came out here on the Game Boy Advance, which is a lot more like Conquest. Like it has permadeath and it's really hard and it makes me cry and I can't beat it. Um, so I wouldn't recommend starting with that at this point, but I honestly think. So your recommendation is not to go back and play the Game Boy Advance game. It's actually a really, really, really good game, but it's like intimidatingly difficult. Got it. So I, I wouldn't necessarily say go seek that out, but I honestly think you could just skip awakening, which a lot of people, I think that was their entry point into the series. Um, got a much higher profile when that one came out. But um, I think you could just start with Fates because they're a lot better than Awakening. And I love Awakening a lot, but they're just like they've refined everything that Awakening had to offer. Yeah, the. Go the, ahead. So I think that uh, it's, it's really hard for me to say because I do think Fates is the better game because I, it does so much cool stuff. Um, and the, the story is better and a lot of the mechanics are refined like the whole uh, uh like uh mounted ballistas stuff is really cool like there's some really cool implications for that um but i also could see like if this is your first fire emblem game actually being put off by this three-way split because like i think in order to really get the full story you do have to play all three games and if you're like onboarding somebody to this franchise for the first time that's kind of a tall order um a- awakening i thought was a really terrific game uh that is now probably way cheaper um, and and still really resembles the Fire Emblem Fates experience. Uh, I, I really don't know. I think it's kind of a I think it's kind of a toss up. I would definitely say if you are going to get on Fates, do Birthright first if you've never played the game because um, it's a it's a much more forgiving like experience. Cool. All right. Well, th- you two, thank you so much for joining us. You could find Griffin and Lager's review on Polygon.com along with so so much else, uh, and uh, we hope you'll go check all that out. Uh, I want to thank. Custodian of Records for use of their track Goodwill as the intro and outro of our program. And uh, thank you to you two for joining me and thanks for listening. For Griffin McElroy and Allegra Frank, my name is Justin McElroy. Thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.